Live by Live has all of your favorite music, and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit LiveXLive.com or search LiveXLive in the App Store or Google Play and listen for free now. It's time to eat. Get in my belly! Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Evan Silva. Me so hungry. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. And if you are looking for a place to make your online wagers for the Super Bowl, you already know the deal. Promo code PODCAST1 at betonline.ag, you get that 50% sign-up bonus, which is awesome. He is the star of the show. There is no question. Evan Silva, you can and should follow him on Twitter, at Evan Silva. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. You can hit me up, at Ross Tucker NFL, anytime you'd like. That's my Twitter and Instagram my Facebook, if you're a Facebook dude, facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Reminder, by the way, this podcast is year-round. So next week, we'll probably talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. And then after that, dudes, we are full speed ahead, full throttle, talking about the draft, combine, starting to evaluate some players. We will get other guys involved, which is always fun. Lots of different guests, which we love. Uh, Today, though, primarily going to be about Super Bowl prop bets and DFS plays. I know you guys have been hearing me on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, or at least some of you, telling you about this awesome showdown that they've got. Awesome showdown that DraftKings has going uh, for this week. I've been telling you guys over there all week that you should play. You pick six guys in the single-game showdown. One of them is a captain who earns 1.5 times the points. All you have to do is use the code Ross Tucker when you go to DraftKings.com for free entry. So that is pretty sweet. Almost as sweet, Evan, as you and I diving in to these prop bets and who you like from a DFS perspective. Well, as promised, absolutely very cool to be surrounded at Radio Row and recording a podcast. I mean, everywhere I look around, Travis Kelsey's right to my left. See Clinton Portis. I mean, it's just kind of hilarious right now. Eric Decker, who I kind of hate that guy for how good looking he is. It's ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk. Always with Evan, of course, but also Elliot Christ at Elliot Christ on Twitter. Only one L in Elliot. E L I O T C R I S T. Elliot, correct my refresh my memory, or correct me if I'm wrong. But the last time we had you on was back right before the draft, and you said Rashad Penny would be the second running back taken when nobody was saying that. And then he was, and I remember thinking people would have made a lot of money if they took your advice on that one. Yeah, the the day before the draft, I came on your podcast. We talked a lot of different prop bets. I know Evan Silva nailed a bunch of them. And the one I was excited about was that Rashad Penny was 50-1 to to be the second running back taken, and I just said it was too much value. And, you know, I had a couple of your listeners tweet at me saying thank you that they made, uh, you know, one guy made $500, one guy made $1,000 off $10, $20 bets, so... 
hopefully we can do the same on the Super Bowl. I love it. I love it. So I want to know, and, and before Evan starts rattling them off and you guys dive into it and I give some of my insight as well, what is your background? Because I know Evan loves you and there might be people that didn't listen back at the draft. So what is your background and where do you come from when you make these prop bet predictions? So uh, my, my original start was actually with Pro Football Focus about three and a half years ago. I now work for a startup company called TheQuantEdge.com, and we do DFS, fantasy, sports betting, predictions using different uh, analytics, different tools, presenting people with information they can't get anywhere else. But, you know, I come at this from an analytical background and a scouting background. You know, last year I did the Draft Daily podcast, and I studied every single prospect in the draft, breaking down their film. So I come at football with an analytical background as well as a, a film background as well. Awesome. All right, Evan. Without further ado, let's let Elliot make all of our listeners rich again. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, well, first of all, let's talk about the biggest topic. Uh, whether you're playing, you know, daily fantasy uh, showdown slate, or you know, the the one game DFS slate, or you know, you're looking at at um, maybe to take a longer shot on an, a, a, an MVP candidate uh, for Super Bowl MVP. I know that you could get. Todd Gurley at like 12 to 1, 14 to 1, 16 to 1 as an MVP candidate, uh, depending on where you look. Uh, let's kind of all give our take on what is going on with Todd Gurley right now. Can I, can I start with you, Ross? Sure. And so here's what I would say, okay? Yeah. They're all saying he's totally healthy. And, and I believe that he's as healthy as you can be at this point in the season. I think that he kind of lost some confidence and that Sean McVay lost some confidence in him when he had the two drops in the NFC championship game. I also say this, though. If you miss whatever he missed the last three weeks of the season and they said he had swelling in his knee, something's wrong, right? Like, what did I tell you about Doug Baldwin when he missed all a training camp? And he came back and did some decent things, but... When guys go for MRIs or guys miss a couple weeks and they say they're swelling or whatever, it's not like, oh, there's, I mean, th something is promoting that swelling. Something is causing that swelling. So that's my point is that I'm sure he feels fine. I'm sure he'll get it drained before the game. It's probably some type of either arthritic condition or some type of loose body or chip that he'll have to get cleaned out or scoped in the offseason. But there's something. I mean, he's a guy that had an ACL before. There's something that is causing that swelling for him. And I think that that's a little bit of a concern. But I don't think it's enough that it affects his play because he looked awesome against the Cowboys. Right? So yeah. he looked awesome against the Cowboys. So I'm not saying that the very next week that that was the issue. So I, what I'm saying is I don't really believe he's 100%. But I also believe he's totally fine, if that makes sense. He'll play in the game. It won't negatively impact him in the game. But there is something going on in his knee. Yeah, I, I went back and I watched just all his playoff touches since, he, since he's come back. And, you know, he was really, really explosive against the Cowboys. He also had huge holes in the game. And he was running downhill. You know, he's running north-south. And uh, we haven't really seen him... Again, he's only got 23 touches in the playoffs. We have not seen him make like a real sharp cut on the knee. Um, 
I, I definitely lean toward the notion that he is, like Ross said, about as healthy as it, it, you can get at this stage of the, the season um, for a guy who did have a knee problem late in the year. He tore his ACL uh, in, uh, at Georgia, and a lot of times when, after guys tear their ACL, they'll, they'll need a scope later in their careers. So we may see him you know, get a scope after the season, but we also, I, I'm also trying to figure out, can he have a big Super Bowl? You know, can he? Can they get him back rolling? And can he, you know, uh, rebound to the, the 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 state that he can be a 20 touch player? I think they need to use him in the passing game, get him matched up against Kyle Van Noy, um, uh, Dante Hightower in pass coverage. I think that that's maybe the biggest edge that the Rams have on offense against the Patriots defense. What do you think, Elliot? Yeah, I'm I'm right there in that same boat with you that the way you attack this Patriots team is their slow linebackers. And so I think there's two ways to bet on Todd Gurley in the Super Bowl. One I think is the over 30 and a half receiving yards because even if you're worried that CJ Anderson is going to take away some of his touches, you know, Todd Gurley still should be the feature back in the receiving game and he would have lit up the Saints if he could have caught the football and I don't anticipating him to continue to drop the ball. I know he's, I think, led all running backs and drops this year, but, you know, if he gets five or six targets, I expect him to come down with most of them. And Todd Gurley, you know, the cutting might be some concern, but he still has the top-end speed. I'm pretty sure in that game against the Cowboys, he actually hit his top speed of the season on that, that you know, just wide-open hole that he ran through. So I think Gurley's going to be featured in the receiving game. And I think, you know, from a running perspective, the Patriots struggled to stop explosive runs and the Rams have the highest rush success rate in the NFL. I think that Gurley and C.J. Anderson are going to be the way the Rams actually try to win this game, specifically featuring Gurley in the, the passing game as well. And that the concern around Gurley is actually built into a Super Bowl MVP price of 14-1. to And I think that's a really good long shot bet to make. Because while people are concerned, once, once something is built into the price, then there's, there's value if people are over-concerned there. Because... If there was no concern around Todd Gurley's knee, he'd be what, like five or six to one to win Super Bowl MVP. Now I know run, no running back has won Super Bowl MVP since 1998 in Terrell Davis, but to win the MVP, you need to score touchdowns and have big plays. And if there's a guy in that that football field that's likely to have big plays and score touchdowns, it's Todd Gurley, right? Who's led the NFL in touchdowns the last two years. So I think there's definitely reasons for concern, but since it's built into the price, and I would probably say. Uh, you know, there's there's value on the lines that betting on Todd Gurley to go over 30 receiving yards and to win Super Bowl MVP are both smart bets. Yeah, let's just say that the Saints game never happened, okay? Yeah. And, and the, the, Cowboy, <laughs> the Cowboys, uh, you know, the, the divisional round game against the Cowboys was actually the NFC Championship game, and the Saints game never happened. You know what? What would the what would the odds be for Todd Gurley to be Super Bowl MVP in that scenario, where he's coming off of you know 16 rushes for 115 yards and a touchdown and you know a couple of catches? I think it would probably be you know like you said, five to one, six to one, and at a lot of different places you could get him you know between 12 and 16 to one to win Super Bowl MVP. So I, I'm with you. That that's a bet that I really like. Um, just going over, and we could just go back and forth, Elliot, on uh, some props to look at. One that I liked was how many players will throw a pass in the game. It's set at two and a half, of course, Jerry Goff, of course, Tom Brady. 
But then will we get like a Julian Edelman pass? Will we get a Johnny Hecker pass? You know, and I, I think that we probably will. I think that we will get a pass from someone that is not Tom Brady or Jared Goff. So I like the over on uh, two and a half uh, players to throw a pass in the game. Especially if you think that the Patriots are going to go up early in this one, because in, in a lot of these shootouts where the Rams get a little bit behind, we've seen McVay want to attempt to pass with Hecker. So, you know, what, what are the, the the big question on that is what what are the odds for plus two and over two and a half? Uh, it's uh, minus one ten. Oh, it's my, it's even money. I I I might go on the under there, but you know it's certainly possible that these teams get tricky. Whenever Belichick has two weeks to prepare, that he always likes to get cute. So, you know, one one prop bet that I like a lot is the total players to make a reception under fourteen and a half. Now you do the math, and you're going to actually need Hecker if he attempts the pass not to complete it to Sam Shields on this one. But you know the Rams only have seven guys that could catch a pass outside on on their main offense with Woods, Cooks, Gurley, Reynolds, Anderson, Higby, and Everett. And the Patriots, you know, while they have nine guys that could catch a pass, you you would need Michelle, who has one target since week 13, to catch one, or James Devlin to catch one. And I, I think that there's also a good chance that Dorsett or Patterson or someone like that doesn't get involved. And, you know, we've seen these offenses be pretty concentrated against the Chargers, Edelman and White combined for nearly 70% of the target share. So I think under 14.5 players to make a reception in this Super Bowl makes a lot of sense. Interesting, interesting. So um, oh, one that we talked about before the show was, will there be a scoreless quarter in the game? Will, will any of the uh, quarters in the game have zero points scored? And um, the, the reason that I like this one, I found this at um, – uh, the South, South Point, uh, on the South Point prop bet page, uh, the reason that I like it is because of the odds. It's plus 400 to get a yes, that there will that there will be a scoreless quarter in the game. The no is minus 500. So, um, you know, obviously it's likelier that, that there will be scoring in all four quarters, but I thought that that was an interesting one. Um, I know you did some research on this one, right, Elliot? Yeah, I did. I actually went back and I went through all the box scores of the Rams games this year, and they've only had three games or three quarters the entire season without with a scoreless quarter, and two of them came in that brutally cold game against the Bears where they could not move the football at all. Um, but just in terms of, I think whenever we talk prop bets, this is more important than you know any other type of bet is to go line shopping because I looked at Sugar House Casino today. And that mm-hmm. same bet, you get plus uh, five fifty. So if you right. like that bet, shop around because you can probably get good odds. Same with the Todd Gurley. You know, you really want to make sure you have multiple sports books and you can shop for odds because it can be the difference of hundreds of dollars on Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, can I give a long shot? You know, we talked yes. about Super Bowl MVP before with Todd Gurley at fourteen to one. One interesting one I saw was Super Bowl MVP. You can bet on the position that wins MVP, and if you take any defender. It's eight to one. Now, since two thousand four, defenders have won the Super Bowl MVP. That's twenty two percent. You know, at eight to one odds, that's that's positive expected value, and it takes away the guessing game of trying to figure out which one of those guys could potentially do it. But we know Aaron Donald could wreck the game. We know a corner could get a pick six. You know, Jared Goff could have a poor game as he's really struggled under pressure 
historically or this season especially you know 35th in uh, completion percentage as opposed to fourth when he's kept clean so if he makes a couple bad decisions under pressure there's a pick you know pick six that's how a guy wins defensive M- or super bowl mvp as a defender and we've just seen it happen enough times that i think at eight to one there's value on that bet there's some other props that i like too uh, I, I what do you think of the we were talking about this on the even money podcast you know and i, and I want to get the data that you have behind it elliot but just trying to think about this game and we know belichick you know is probably the best there's ever been at identifying what makes the other team really tick and making sure that that's not what beats him and i guess i feel like looking at the rams obviously he doesn't want them to be able to run the ball and i'm like I, i get that part of it but i also feel like and just knowing him like in the defensive back meeting room it says in the top in a big sign, GTFB, which means get the freak back. Okay, get the F back. So I'm just watching this game, and I think he is going to not, not let Brandon Cooks have a big game, not let Brandon Cooks beat him over the top. Robert Woods is a good player. Reynolds is a good player. But I just think he's going to make Jared Goff and the Rams have a – 9, 10, 11, 12 play series. So on the Even Money podcast, the sports betting podcast we do, Steve Fezzik liked the under 75 yards for Brandon Cooks. And I'm just curious as to what your data tells you in that regard, Elliot. Oh, I love it. I could not could not be more excited that you just mentioned that because I'm right on the same boat with you guys. Prior to last week's game, we've seen Brandon Cooks go under 70 total yards in six straight games. You know, the Patriots play more man coverage than any other team in the NFL. And Brandon Cooks historically has really struggled against man coverage, posting a 55% catch rate or lower for three straight seasons. Meanwhile, this year, his catch rate against zone was above 75%. And also, I think he's going to see a ton of Stephon Gilmore, right, who's been arguably the best cornerback in the NFL this year, allowing the lowest catch rate against. And Brandon Cooks has also been historically a guy that's cornerback sensitive. He hasn't had his biggest games against the top talent, and especially against guys that can run with him. And the Patriots have three corners who run sub four four sixes, And we saw them kind of – they're going to shade a safety over the top. You know, I don't think they're going to let him beat him deep. And Cooks isn't a guy that's going to go out there and get, you know, eight, ten receptions to kind of dink and dunk the Patriots over 75 yards. So I think that Cooks under 75 yards is one of the best bets that you can make this weekend. Yeah, I, I like that one too. Um, and even if it isn't Stephon Gilmore on Brandon Cooks, I think that we may actually see Stephon Gilmore uh, run around with Robert Woods uh, for a lot in this game. I think it will be like double team sort of concepts against Brandon Cooks, kind of the way that the Patriots dealt with Tyreek Hill and kept him in check in the AFC Championship game. That's kind of what I'm anticipating from a coverage standpoint. How are the Patriots going to match up uh, in the secondary with the Rams? Um, do you have any strong takes on that, Elliot? Yeah, I think you'll you'll definitely see Gilmore a lot on Robert Woods, and it makes sense. I think you'll kind of see if Gilmore's on Cooks, uh, he'll be he can lock down Cooks, and if he's not on Cooks, you'll see or Cook, um, you'll see. The safety help over the top and him double teamed and then not let him beat him deep. So, you know, I'm with you and I'm with Ross that I think Bill Belichick makes it a priority not to let Brandon Cooks beat him. 
And you also mentioned before how Jared Goff has struggled under pressure. I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, Jared Goff was the uh, Pro Football Focus's 28th rated passer under duress among 38 qualifiers in during the 2018 season. Um, and then in the playoffs, he has been the 12th rated uh, quarterback out of 12 uh, when pressured. At uh, He has a 43.2 quarterback rating under pressure, the worst of all the 12 uh, quarterbacks to have played uh, in the playoffs. And then, you know, the New England is not really seen as a big-time pass rush team, but it always does seem like their pass rush starts to come around in the stretch run, and that is exactly what has happened this year. Uh, in the uh, divisional round, Philip Rivers faced pressure on 45% of his dropbacks, the most of any quarterback that played in the divisional round, and then Patrick Mahomes was pressured on 50% of his dropbacks in the AFC Championship game by far more than uh, any other quarterback that played in that championship round. So the Patriots have started to show some some real big-time ability to get pressure on opposing quarterbacks, and that's a concern for Jared Goff. Yeah, no, I agree completely, and that's why I like Jared Goff to be the first quarterback to throw an interception in this game at plus 115. You know, I think that you just mentioned the pressure numbers, and the Patriots always seem to come alive. They get really creative. They can confuse quarterbacks, Belichick, with two weeks to prepare. And this team has forced quarterbacks to throw an interception in 13 of 18 games this year. So I'm pretty confident that Goff will throw an interception in this one, and I think that he'll be the first one to do it as Tom Brady takes care of the ball and comes out with a solid plan of attack with Julian Edelman and James White and is able to attack the the Rams taking care of the football while Belichick confuses Jared Goff and gets an interception and you kind of you catch that ticket early and you know I thought that Jared Goff played really well in the second half of the game against New Orleans you know he was a big reason why the Rams won he did not play well early he he really but he really has not played great football down the stretch of the season. He's averaged over seven and a half yards per pass attempt just twice in his last seven starts. Those games occurred against uh, the lowly Cardinals and 49ers in weeks 16 and 17. Um, so, you know, what version of Jared Goff are we going to get in this game? Uh, I think it, it'll be really interesting to see. One prop that stood out to me, another prop that stood out to me was which team will have more penalty yards in the game um the the patriots for some reason i saw at south point were at plus 140 for this and uh, and the rams were at minus 160 to have more penalty yards i guess that that would just be based on what opponents have have, have done against them I, I i didn't really get that because during the regular season the patriots uh, averaged 44.6 penalty yards and the rams averaged 50 53.9 penalty yards. So if you can get the Patriots at more favorable odds than the Rams, um, the, the Rams also have not been in this situation before, whereas the Patriots have. Uh, so I like the betting on the Patriots to have fewer penalty yards um, than, than the Rams. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And when you think about how you get in real trouble with these penalty yard prop bets is when you get pass interference on the field. And if we just talked about double-teaming Cooks down the field, though, 
you typically don't get that many pass interferences on double teams because the refs are understanding what's happening in that situation. Um, and so I think it's less likely they have the big penalty down the field. And the Patriots are also one of the most disciplined teams in the NFL. And just jumping back real quick on your Jared Goff point, since Cooper Cup's gotten hurt, he has his performance has really struggled. You know, you, you've seen the yards per attempt drop. You've seen the completion percentage drop. He's been the best man beater on the team all year long. I think Cooper, the Cooper Cup loss is something that really impacted Jared Goff this year. Another one I like, and I, you know, I want to give a shout out to one of our writers who also works with you over at Roto World, Connor Allen, is uh, Sony Michelle over 17 and a half rush attempts. You know, Michelle has 53 rush attempts so far in the playoffs, and I know some of that has to do with game script. But Belichick really likes to come out and attack opponents' weaknesses. And we've seen Wade Phillips historically kind of dare teams to run against them because he tries to take away the pass game. And five of the Rams' six opponents who have been top ten offenses this year have produced games with a rushing success rate of over 50%. So I think you see Michelle early and often and get a lot of touches in this one. And I think he'll sail over the 17.5 rush attempts in this game. Um, Another one that I was looking at was... Um, over one and a half interceptions thrown in the game. Now, you already stated that you think that Jared Goff will throw an interception. I like that bet as well. Um, Tom Brady really doesn't throw interceptions, but he does throw more in the playoffs. I went back and I looked over the last five regular seasons, only averaging uh, 36 pass attempts per game during the regular season. During the playoffs, He's averaged almost 47 pass attempts per game. You know, there in January and February, they are putting the ball in their best players' hands. Uh, and he's just going to throw the ball more. Last week, hey, or in the last game, we saw him throw two picks. So if we just get one out of Brady and one out of Goff, um, we're, we're winning. And uh, the odds are, are pretty decent here at plus 120, uh, where, where I've seen. So over one and a half interceptions is one that I like. Yeah, I like it too. And, you know, Brady threw three interceptions last week if D4 didn't line up off sides and, you know, True. break America's heart. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I think that's a good bet, right? I mean, immediately, if you think Jared Goff is going to throw one interception, you basically have to bet that because you get the Brady or the opportunity for Goff to throw two. So I think at plus 120, the implied probability is really good for you to hit that over. And that's what you're really looking for. You know, I, I put two Super Bowl MVP props up on this one, and obviously a defender and Todd Gurley can't win. But you're trying to find as much value in these lines as possible so you can come out ahead, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday, have a few beers, eat some wings, and come away with some money. And you know, I think these lines <laughs> you're talking about are exactly what the, the experience that people are looking for and going to get. Um, yeah, anything else about the game just from a matchup standpoint or anything else – Elliot, that kind of stands out to you that maybe we could parlay into, you know, because different books have different props, right? So are there just any, like, kind of matchup-based takes that you have on the game? You know, do you think we're going to see more James White or uh, in, in this game? We didn't see a whole lot of him last week. It, I thought it was interesting that, like, Rex Burkhead, um, James White, and Sony Michelle uh, each played almost the exact number of snaps, uh, in the last game, Rex Burkhead played 30 snaps. Uh, James White played 34, and um, Sony Michelle played 35. Um, you know, just any any other uh, like matchup based takes that you have on the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, 
you never know with Belichick, right? That's the old take on the, the Patriots running backs. But I think Julian Edelman's in for a big game. I think he's going to be able to dominate Nicole Roby Coleman. And the one prop that I saw, you know, I think it's always fun to have one at the beginning of the game, right, to see if you're kind of start winning or you need to catch up. And a lot of people like to do the national anthem or the, the coin toss. I, I prefer to keep it football-related. So I saw that Julian Edelman's over-under for his first catch is 8.5 yards. And you look, and on the season, he's averaging 12.2 yards. And where you can really attack this Rams defense is 10 to 20 yards down the field and in mm-hmm. the slot. So I think Edelman over 8.5 catches is a fun way to kick it off um, as well. I like it, man. I like it. You, you, got a, you got a game prediction? I guess we should all give our game prediction, uh, you know, who's going to win, maybe, maybe a score, and, and then we, we could take off. Um, I, I like the Patriots in this game you know, to, to win, but I think the, the, the Rams actually cover this game. I think it's going to be a really close game, 24-23, with the Rams covering and the game going under. Yeah, I like the under, too. Um, I, I like the Patriots to win. I'll say 27-26. to uh, 26. I'll say 27-26. to 26. Um, what do you, what are you thinking, Ross? Uh, right around where you guys are, um, I'm picking the Patriots because if I pick the Rams and they lose and the Patriots win, uh, I'll feel real stupid, real stupid. But if I pick the Patriots, if I pick the Patriots and the Rams win, I'll just say, ah, eh, good for the Rams. But I'm so glad I picked the Patriots. So. That's how I make decisions at this point in my life, to look as stu- as little as stupidly as possible. Um, so that's what I'm going with. And I would say, I've been saying like 27, 24. The one thing that is interesting, though, is, you know, you think about the points they score in their last games. But for those two teams, that was, I mean, for the Patriots, you couldn't have gotten a colder game. And there's not a tougher place to play than Arrowhead Outdoors. And for the Rams, same thing in the Superdome. So I, I, I think under two, but the more I think about it, I'm just thinking it's a controlled environment. Weather's not a factor at all. And noise isn't a factor. You know, noise is hard for an offensive lineman and for an offense. So the number still seems high to me, but. Like, I'm not going to be shocked if it's close to last year's Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl either and if, and if the over hits, just because there's really ne- there's no negative forces that could work against the offenses in these games. It, it's, it's like the ideal environment, if that makes sense. Um, so we'll see. But that was, that was kind of my thought. 27-24, Patriots win, Brady's sixth Super Bowl, and – since I was his teammate for a brief time and snapped him the football, I am .0004% cooler of a human being after Brady raises yet another Lombardi. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, All right, Ross. Guys, I appreciate right, the guys, opportunity. Again, reminder, we are around all year long. And actually, diving into some of the algorithms, some of the strategy – and some of the other fantasy experts in the offseason, some of my favorite shows. And you always can use all of this knowledge to go bet on the big game, to go bet on the Super Bowl. Rams, Patriots in Atlanta. Incredible matchup. Brady against the young gun, Goff. Go 
to betonline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST1. You get a 50% sign-up bonus. 50%. Make sure, if you haven't been on any game all year, and you're only going to bet on one, and it's the Super Bowl, do it at betonline.ag using the promo code PODCAST1. Most exciting game of the year. Do not miss out. And do not miss out on the Even Money podcast where we break down the game from prop bets with Steve Fezzik as well, uh, one of the best gambling experts in the world. Other than that, I am totally stuffed, not only from that podcast, Evan, but from everything I've been eating for free here at the Super Bowl. Been pretty awesome. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, and the College Draft podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years, only now you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done, all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot HTM.